everyone, and welcome to the All It Takes a Goal podcast, the best place in the entire world, including all of Canada, to learn how to build new thoughts, new actions, and new results. I'm your host, John Acuff, and today we're talking about perfectionism. We, we are. We're talking about perfectionism. Why? Because it wrecks goals. If you do a podcast about goals, if you write books about goals, if you speak about goals, perfectionism comes up a lot. It wrecks a lot of goals. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to break it down. We're going to come up with tools and tips and practical, tactical things you can do to beat perfectionism. This is week three in our series. If you haven't heard the previous weeks, we'll link them in the show notes, as always. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, fear not. You don't have to listen to the other episodes to get a ton out of this one. Each episode is designed to be standalone. Today, we're going to cover how to build a base for your goal and why a 1% win can lead you to 100% success. 1% win. You're going to love this episode. But first, let's hear a quick word from the sponsor of today's episode. Quick question. What if you could guarantee the success of your goals? No, seriously. The book you want to write? Guaranteed. The business you want to start? Guaranteed. The exercise plan you want to stick with? Guaranteed. What if no goal was off limits? It's possible with the Guaranteed Goals Community. The Guaranteed Goals Community is my first ever membership program where you'll find the courage, connection, and most importantly, the community you need to win all your goals. Ever since I started hosting online challenges with tens of thousands of people from around the world, the number one request people sent me was for a private, non-Facebook community where we can all work on our goals together. That's why I created the Guaranteed Goals Community on a user-friendly platform where you won't be overwhelmed with endless dance videos, silly reels, and dog memes. Inside this community, in addition to learning my fail-proof formula for achieving goals, you'll get access to a massive course library, check-ins with my team for accountability, the chance to win awesome prizes, 12 VIP Q&A sessions with me, the ability to team up with other members who are working on similar goals as you, and so much more. A year from now, I want you to be thankful for the way you invested in yourself and your goals today. Join me at acuff.me slash goals. That's A-C-U-F-F dot M-E backslash goals. I'll see you there. All right, let's jump right into it. In the last two episodes, we talked about the eight signs you're a perfectionist. If you haven't heard those, definitely check those episodes out. Today, I'm going to teach you two tools that'll help you no matter how loud perfectionism is in your life. No matter how loud perfectionism is in your life, these tools are going to help you. The first tool is how to build a base to launch your goal from. One of the biggest reasons that people quit their goals in the face of perfectionism, in the onslaught, if you will, is that they don't see enough progress. The results don't come in the way they wanted. The pounds don't drop off as fast as they hoped. The income doesn't go up. The side hustle doesn't work. The pages don't get written. They had an expectation that they'd have 10 pages done by now and they only have two pages done by now and they feel frustrated by that. Regardless of the goal, the progress just doesn't show up. Do you know why? Here's why progress doesn't show up. Because progress never shows up. Progress is found not received. Let me repeat that again. Progress is found, not received. That's a new soundtrack you can use. We have to actively, deliberately look for progress. And few things in the world will motivate you like when you find it. So a month from now, 
I want you to be so proud of how far you've come. Uh, six months from now, 10 days from now, a year from now, whatever the time frame is, I want you to laugh with joy at the great list of things you've been able to accomplish. The problem is you'll never know how far you've come if you don't know where you started from. You'll never know how far you've come if you don't know where you started from. Most people are so excited on the first day of a goal that they sprint right by what seems like a really boring activity, like figuring out the base of where they are starting from. They just want to start doing, they want to start going and they run right by it. It just feels too clinical or sterile to, to get an assessment. So instead they run ahead, they binge writing a book or they over exercise weeks into the goal when the hype has worn off because motivation is one of the first things that leaves your goal. We hope it stays with us the whole time. It doesn't. Motivation is incredibly flighty. When the hype wears off, people feel stuck because their emotions won't honestly tell them how far they've come. Without the context of a starting point, the progress is impossible to even detect sometimes. It reminds me of an episode of Seinfeld. Actually, most of life reminds me of an episode of Seinfeld. What do you think, by the way, is the best episode of Seinfeld? I think there's a right answer. I think the right answer is the Hamptons episode. Do you remember the Hamptons episode? It has everything. There's an ugly baby. Kramer finds lobsters. George has like an awkward breakup with a girl. He says he was chewing gum in the pool. The the episode has, I love that episode. You might have a different opinion. That's fine. But there's an episode where Kramer adopts a pet rooster. Um, Kramer is like the lovable rascal next door neighbor that has no job and is just kind of like a comic foil. Now, as he is wont to do, Kramer gets involved in a crazy scheme. He decides to raise the lobster to fight. And in one scene, Jerry Seinfeld is helping Kramer train this lobster and the name lobster. He doesn't, Kramer didn't get a lobster. What? That's so silly. This is why in the last episode, somebody said I was lovably goofy. I said, lobster, I meant rooster. We're not going to keep that in. Let's keep that in. So Jerry tells George like, Hey, the rooster can run down the hall at this speed in this amount of time. And George looks at him and says, is that like, is that a good speed for a rooster? And Jerry honestly says, I, uh, I don't, I don't know. Without knowing how fast a rooster should run down a hall or how fast it usually runs, Jerry didn't have any context for that accomplishment. That number meant nothing in the absence of a base. He didn't have a base number. So the new time, the new number didn't tell him anything about the progress. That's why today we're going to take a few measurements. All I want you to do is create an honest picture of where you are right now. Let's say you're doing a health goal. We sometimes use health goals as an example because there's a handful of goals that most people who listen to this show have. There's a lot of people that want to write a book. There's a lot of people that want to have a side hustle or start a business. There's a lot of people that have a health or exercise goal. There's a lot of people that declutter things. They've got like a mess in the garage or an attic. Um, They want to change jobs. There's probably like five to seven goals a lot of people have and health is one of them. So if you wanted to get a pretty quick sense of where you are right now, as you get ready to start a health goal, you could write down the following. Number one, your current weight. You could figure out how much do I weigh right now? You could write down your current clothing sizes. Okay, this is my, you know, here's my pant size, my shirt size, whatever. 
You could write down inch measurements of relevant body parts. You could say, okay, here's my waist, here's my arm, here's my thigh, whatever. You could write down meals you ate in the last three days. Okay, so I'm going to track my food, and here's what I had for breakfast, here's what I had for lunch, here are the snacks I had, here's a late night snack I had. I don't know about you, but there's like only a couple times in day where I make questionable food decisions. Last, last week, I talked about one with Taco Bell. It's really night. Like night, middle of the day, I'm all right. Early morning, I'm all right. It's night. Like watching TV, that's where like, ooh, you could write that down. You could write down number five, the number of times you exercised last week. How many times did you actually exercise? Did you do three times, four times, five times? Write it down. You could write down number six, the distance you ran, walked, or cycled last week. I guess or swam too. Like you could write down how far you swam. Number seven, you could write down the amount of time you exercised last week. So maybe instead of numbers of times, you could say, I spent 64 minutes in motion. Awesome. You could write down number eight, body fat percentages. You can get this measured in several different ways. Some doctors do it. You can also order calipers online. You could write down number nine, steps you took. Tons of people like measuring steps. You got a Fitbit, you got an Apple Watch, you got a Garmin, whatever. Now, I will say, if the scale is your nemesis and just hearing the words current weight made you sad, don't worry about the scale. Screw the scale. If weight loss has been a personal issue for you over the years, ignore all of those examples. You get to decide what to measure. Never add a miserable goal to your life hoping it will make you happy someday. Never add a miserable goal to your life hoping it will make you happy someday. It won't. Now, what if your goal is to build a business? Let's flip it a little bit. You want to build a business. What could I write down? How would I build a base right now? Well, you could write down number one, Time you invested in the business last week. How much time did you work on the business last week? Was it four hours? Was it eight hours? Was it 12 hours? Write that down. You could write down gross profit the business earned in the last month. Look at your P&L, your profit and loss. What did you earn last month? Your gross profit. You could write down number three, last month's expenses. How much did you spend? Do you have some staff? Do you have, you know, some rent? Do you lease a space? Do you have travel? Like you could write down your expenses. Number four, you could write down your net profit. So what did you actually make after all your expenses? After you take that away from the, the gross, you know, profit, what's the net profit? Number five, you could write down total number of products sold. Like maybe you have a really cool online store and you sell the best t-shirts or you sell aloe plants, or you sell, you know, Lego sets that are vintage. How many products did you sell last week or last month? You could write down to number six, the number of new email subscribers you got last month. Did you get two subscribers? Did you get a hundred subscribers? Did you get a thousand subscribers? You could measure that. You could write down number seven, number of new followers for social media last month. Did you gain a thousand people on Instagram? Did you gain 10 people on Twitter? You could write that down. Number eight, you could write down number of cold calls you did to prospective clients. Did you do a good job last week, last month, last quarter calling clients? You could write that down. Maybe your goal is to write a book. Let's do one more example. Writing a book, there's some easy things you can measure for a base. You could write down pages you wrote last month. How many pages did you produce last month? You could write down number two, word count from last month. Did you create a thousand words last month? 2000 words last month? Write it down. Number three, you could write down total amount of time you spent writing last month. Were you in that chair four hours last month? 
Were you in that chair six hours last month? You could write that down. Number four, you could write down last week's total amount of research time. If you spent three hours researching the area you want to set your novel in, like you have a novel and it's based in Edinburgh, Scotland, and you spent three hours researching that, awesome, track that. The measurements vary depending on the goal, but that's, that's okay. The point of this exercise is to get an accurate, honest picture of where you are right now so that you can fully appreciate where you end up. Now, I don't beg every podcast episode. I really don't. But this is one of those episodes that I am begging you to complete this activity. More than that, I want you to share your base with someone who will encourage you. In the next 24 hours or maybe next 48 hours, share what you're going to measure this year for your goal. You don't have to post the results of the measurement. Like you don't have to overshare. Like I'm not asking you to post your weight or how much money you made from your side hustle last month. Like I 100% respect your privacy, but I think you should share what you're going to use to build a base. That's a bit of homework today. What if you just said, you know what? I'm going to track three data points to build my base. When I think about my goal, these are the three data points I'm going to use. Why do we need those? So that a month from now, when you're still working on your goal and you feel like you haven't made any progress, you can look back at your base and see how far you've really come. The second tool I wanna talk about today is I'm going to teach you how to get a 1% win. And these two ideas are linear. Do the base first and then do the 1% win. So what's a 1% win? A 1% win is exactly what it sounds like. It's you deciding what accomplishing 1% of your goal would look like and then knocking it out. Today, all you have to do is win by 1%. For example, if your goal is to lose 10 pounds, today, I want you to figure out how to lose one-tenth of one pound. If your goal, maybe you have a writing goal, is to write a 30,000-word book, I want you to crush 300 words this week. If your goal is to pay off $5,000 in debt, like maybe you got this credit card that is just hanging around longer than you want it to, and you're finally angry enough and like frustrated enough to be like, let's go. I want you to find a way to pay back $50. Now, what if you don't perfectly know your goal yet? That's a fair question. But it's also one of the reasons people give in to perfectionism. They think they should have a perfect goal by now. They don't have clarity. And so they pause and they they wait for a perfect idea to magically show up. Some desire, some plan, some vision. That's not going to happen. It's really not. Like, and I don't even care which goal you pick right now. We're just going to try to get a 1% win. Let's say you pick a goal. Like today you go, okay, I'm going to do a health goal. I'm going to do a career goal. I'm going to do a finance goal. Whatever the goal is, you pick it. And then next week you check it and you go, eh, it wasn't the right goal for me. Who cares that you focused on the wrong thing? It was only 1%. You barely wasted any time or energy. You can change next week. Perfectionism always tells you if you try something once, you have to do it forever. If you pick this goal, this is your goal for the rest of the year. No, it's not. You get to drop it if it's the wrong goal. If you want to start a business like if that's your goal, that might not break down as simply as a weight loss goal. I I 100% get that. Like that can be hard to break down, but there are a million things you can do to get that 1% win. You could say, I'm going to get one new follower on Twitter. Um, I'm going to get one new interview or conversation with a client, not a whole client. Like I'm going to get one follow-up. Like let's say that you wanted a new logo. Like you wouldn't say, I'm going to get a new logo as part of my goal. Your 1% would be, I'm going to Google a designer I like and find her contact info. 
that that's 1% or I'm going to send one email to one potential client. There are endless possibilities when it comes to goals. Now, I think as a motivational guy, I'm supposed to like yell at you and jump up and down and tell you like, you've got to have massive goals. Like you've got to lean into your goals like a maniac on day one, except here's the thing. I want this goal to actually succeed. I want you to win. I want you to have long-term sustainable success. And, and this idea isn't unique to me either. I mean, experts like James Clear and Greg McEwen talk about this all the time. Coaches, CEOs, other accomplished people who don't have a title that starts with C, coaches, CEOs, will say, you know, momentum is built from small successes. It's built from tiny successes. This is true for every goal. So today, I want you to think about your base. I want you to do the boring work because it's a little boring. Let's be real. Let's be honest. Do the boring work of figuring out where am I right now? As I get ready to do this goal, as I get ready to try this new thing, where am I? Take a couple measurements. I said three data points, just three. What, what are the three data points that, you, you know, a month from now you'll look back and go, oh, I did make progress. And number two, what would a 1% win look like? Just, just 1%. Like maybe your goal is to spend more time outside and you go, I want to spend a hundred hours outside this year. That's amazing. Like what would it look like for you to find 1% of that this afternoon? Or you know what? I have a different goal. I want to read 10 books. Okay. Well, what would it look like for you to read like 1% of 10 books? And you can decide what that actually breaks down to. Is it page count? Is it a chapter? Whatever it is, what's 1% look like? That's what I want you to think about today three data points to build a base, and then a 1% win. Perfectionism is going to hate that goal, by the, by the way, because perfectionism wants you to do 100% constantly. But all we're looking for is 1%. 1%. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We'll put all the links in the show notes as always. And thank you for reviewing my podcast. Here's one from Heath Bunch that I loved. I think Heath Bunch is actually, I think he's the CEO or the heir to the uh, Heath Bar fortune. And I think that's how I'm going to read that. He's a billionaire. He, he comes from Heath money. Their family is like Joe Heath. He founded the Heath Bar company. But he's probably just a guy named Heath that like, I don't know, maybe his last name is Bunch. But here's what Heath Bunch says. John has made me a fan of goals. Most of my life, I didn't think I could achieve goals. But John has proved me wrong. I love all his practical tips. And more than that, his ability to get to the root issues of why I struggled making and achieving my goals. Now I'm doing more than I thought possible. Thank you, John. P.S. I love your humor. Thank you, Heath. I love your candy bar. Like it's a candy bar that took me a while to get to. Early on in my childhood, I didn't eat Heath bars. And now I can appreciate, I can really appreciate a Heath bar. I've come a long way. A hundred grand, I can appreciate that too. My palate for candy bars has really changed over the years. I, I probably, he's probably not related to the Heath Bar fortune. But Heath, thank you for saying that. Thank you to everyone who's written up um, a review. The reviews are so helpful. If you got 60 seconds today, pop over wherever you listen to podcasts and write a review. And also, please make sure you subscribe or follow so that you don't ever miss another episode. I'll see you next Monday. And remember, all it takes is a goal. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the All It Takes is a Goal podcast and to get access to today's show notes and exclusive content from John Acuff, visit acuff.me slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the All It Takes is a Goal podcast.